Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. And if I listen to prayers. I listen to prayers when people pray, and I believe people have something to say. So when you listen, uh, you know, it's a blessing. Listen to the song, but also listen when people pray. There might be something in there. There might be a little gold nugget that you're looking for, you've been praying about. So it might be something that somebody prays. It might just a dismissal, you know, a dismissal prayer. Ah, oh, but I'm not, I'm just waiting for the amen. But listen to what this, the person says. We might need it. You know, there's safety in Jesus Christ. There's real safety in Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 2, just to read it again, verse 13 and 14. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And verse 14, I'd like to use verse 14. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. I'd like to preach on the thought of a message. Now, before I announce that, you know, I was praying. I came to the church yesterday on Saturday to pray. God, what do you want me to preach? Nothing. So I told my wife, I'm going to the church Saturday night. I'm going to pray. What did God give you? Nothing. Man, I don't like that. Say, preacher, you ever feel like that where you pray and just like God gives you nothing? You never had that before? Okay, maybe it's just me. You serve God for a little while. You'll pray about stuff and it'll seem like there's no answer. Say, what do you do? You don't quit. You just keep praying. You keep serving God. So this morning, I'm the same way. I'm like, God, what do you want me to preach? It's getting kind of close to church. Amen. And I do read my Bible and pray. And it's not just, we're not, we're trying to avoid that. And so God... He dealt with my heart about a verse of scripture about joining the chorus. Joining the chorus. Now, a chorus isn't just singing, but a chorus is something performed or sung or uttered simultaneously. That means everybody's saying the same thing at the same time by a number of persons or animals. There can be a chorus of sheep going, bah. Or it can be a chorus of boos if you choke when you're performing. But it's just a bunch of people saying the same thing. And the Bible declares that there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host. They were joining. They were saying the same thing as the angel. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. A new missionary recruit went to Venezuela for the first time. He was struggling with the language. He didn't speak Spanish. He didn't understand a whole lot of what was going on, so he wanted to go visit a local church, right? So he just found one. He got there a little bit late, and the church was packed, so there was only one pew left, and it was on the front row. So he just went to the front row and sat down. He didn't want to make a fool out of himself, so he decided to pick someone out of the crowd to imitate, right? Because he had to follow someone so he wasn't out of order. He didn't want to be out of order. So he chose the man right next to him in the front pew. So I'm just going to do what he does. So as they sang, the man clapped his hands. So the missionary recruit just clapped his hands when the other man clapped. When the man stood up to pray, the missionary recruit, he stood up to pray too. When the man sat down, he sat down. 
When the man held the cup and the bread for the Lord's Supper, he held the cup and the bread for the Lord's Supper. During the preaching, the recruit didn't understand a thing. He just tried to look like the man right next to him. So if the man smiled, he smiled. If the man said amen, amin, he said amin, amen. Then he perceived the preacher was giving announcements, so the people clapped, so he looked to see if the man was clapping. He was clapping. So the missionary began to clap. Then the preacher said some words they didn't understand. He saw the man next to him stand up. So the missionary recruit stood up. Suddenly a hush fell over the entire congregation. A few people gasped. They clutched their pearls, right? So this missionary recruit looked around and saw no one else was standing, just him and the guy. So he sat down quickly, right? As they were leaving, the preacher stood at the door shaking the hands of those who were leaving when the missionary recruit stretched out his hand to greet the preacher. The preacher said in English, I take it you don't speak Spanish. <laughs> the missionary recruit said, no, I don't. Isn't it obvious? And the preacher said, well, yes. I announced to the Acosta family they had a newborn baby boy. And would the proud father please stand up? <laughs> they say, Lucy, you got some explaining to do. <laughs> so obviously, before you join the chorus, you want to understand what the chorus is saying. <laughs> Amen. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2 that there was good news. That Mary brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes. There was a birth. And you know what? Only one. Well, was Actually, I guess the father wasn't Joseph, but the real father stood up. It was the father which is in heaven. So I guess there were two there. The Bible said they laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And then they said that they were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And I'm thankful that God keeps watch over his flock by night. You know, when it's dark, God's got you. When it's crazy, God's got you. When the storm is there, he's keeping watch. He is the shepherd, the good shepherd of the sheep. Let me tell you, I'm going to tell you, I've been serving God a few days. When you think that nobody cares about you, Jesus cares about you. When you think nobody's watching over you, Jesus is watching over you. Even in the middle of the night, God's had a message in the middle of the night. And sometimes things can seemingly be dark in our lives, but there's a God who's watching. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said, fear not. You know, that's always what Jesus is saying. When God's got something for your life and, and you're like, preacher, what am I going to do? I'm scared. There's a new part of my life. You know what God said? Don't worry. Fear not. I like what they say in Australia. They say, no worries, mate. No worries. You know, when you try to apologize, he says, all right, no worries. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. You know, a lot of times when God gets your attention, you think it's because he doesn't like you. And that's because there's authority in his voice. I remember when I was a young Christian. I still am a youngish Christian, um, under 50. 
not for long, but under 50. My pastor was very authoritative. His name was Pastor Davis. And he would say, brother, such and such, see me after church. And you'd be like, I am in trouble. I mean, because like I was talking to my daughter today about something and my, my wife's like, she thinks she's in trouble. And it's not, she wasn't in trouble. I just had this dad voice, right? I've got the dad bod and the dad voice. But she, my, my wife realized what was going on. She thinks she's in trouble, so you better comfort her. And I'm like, and I, she was. She was mortified, right? And I, I bet Jesus, I bet uh, when, when these people were talking or listening to the voice of this angel, they thought they were in trouble. They're like, uh-oh, what do we do? Did someone sell a sheep and rip someone off? No. When God talks to you, it's not necessarily that you're in trouble. But you know what? There's a little voice that's going to make a big difference in your life. When God speaks to you, it gets your attention. Bible said there was a message in the voice, in English or in Hebrew, and it was so that they could understand it. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And then suddenly there was a chorus, there was with the angel a multitude, as if Heaven couldn't stop. You know, it's if the angels were like raising their hand. You ever raise your hand and the teacher doesn't call on you? And then you start, you're not supposed to talk, right? But you know what we used to do when I was in, ooh, ooh, ooh. You weren't supposed to talk, but you try to get, and then you would raise your hand up and down, up and down to try to get that like blinking light things. You know, like that person asked that person, uh, hey, can you tell me if my, my turn signal's working? Can you go back there? And the person will say, okay, turn it on. Okay, tell me if it's working. They said, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. But you know that I believe those angels, they were, come on, come on, let us go too. We want to announce the birth of Christ. We're excited about what's going on. And I wonder if the father is like, okay, just go. And thousands upon thousands of these uh, wonderful angels, perhaps Gabriel and Michael, they were there saying, glory to God in the highest. And the Bible said, and on earth, peace. You know, the politicians can promise it, but they can't give peace on earth. But Jesus can. And the Bible said, good will toward men. It's the outcome of giving glory to God and having peace in your heart that you love your neighbor. The Bible says that the shepherds heard this and they went to see it themselves. And then they saw this Jesus who was laid in a, in a manger. And the Bible says... The shepherds returned in verse 20, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told them. What did they do? Ultimately, they joined the chorus. They, they heard and saw it for themselves and they joined the chorus. The first thing before you join a chorus is you got to hear the chorus. You got to hear it. The gospel message is an intelligent communication of the birth Life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Bible said if one died for all, then we're all dead. The Bible said all we like sheep have gone astray and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. One person brought to attention that, that verse in Isaiah chapter 53 
all we like sheep and us all is the same Hebrew word. And the Bible is showing that all of us need Jesus, but that Jesus died for all of our sins. So the invitation is for everyone to join the chorus. You know, I remember, and you say, well, preacher, there was a, <laughs> there's a lot of racism in our country. You know, there's a lot of division in our country. And people want you to join the chorus. But you know what? I'm going to join that chorus. I want to join the Jesus chorus that he kicks down the middle walls of partition and God makes of all men of one blood. I went to the deep south before I knew what the deep south was. You think we're in the south now? This isn't the south, okay? Go to Alabama. That's the south. I went to get my hair cut about 30 years ago. I don't need, I don't need a haircut really anymore, but 30 years ago I needed one, right? <laughs> And I didn't know that there was any difference in barbershops. So I went to a barbershop. And I walked in there. And if you're listening to this, I am white. And nobody else in the barbershop was. And the door shut behind me. And everybody looked up at me. And my first instinct was, oh, I feel a little out of place. <laughs> so what did you do? Well, I wasn't there for politics. I was there to get a haircut. I was in the military. We got a haircut like every three days. So I looked around and I found a place to sit and I picked up like an Ebony magazine or Jet magazine and I just began to thumb through it and uh, I got my haircut. Now the man cutting my hair, the man cutting my hair did a good job. I don't think he wanted to mess up the white man's hair. I don't know what it was, but I didn't really understand what was going on. Brethren, I grew up in Africa, let me tell you, it didn't matter so much what color you were, but in the States, there is this division where you go here and you go here. And let me tell you, when I walked in, nobody kicked me out. Sometimes people just need to break through those invisible doors and just be yourself and find out that other people will welcome you. So preacher, but it was awkward. Right, it was awkward. I don't think I've read an Ebony magazine since then. But you know what? Nobody hurt me. Nobody said anything wrong to me. And I got a good haircut. Probably one of the best ones I've ever had. That man did not want bad press, right? But I'm thankful that if we realize there is a God that wants us to unify and join a chorus that gives glory to Him. Amen. Glory to God. You know, I talked about that earlier. You can get a negative chorus in your head, you know, and, and you say, well, preacher, but are you saying there's no, no, there's ugliness in our country. But brethren, it's not just our country. There's ugliness everywhere. And I was a minority overseas. So I remember being, uh, you know, that uh, when I look different than other people and every, every place you look different, someone's going to make fun of you. That's a human problem, right? To mock someone who's different than you. If you've got big ears, they call you trophy head, right? If you're bigger or smaller than someone, they'll, they'll mock your size. They'll mock if you're, and uh, in the Philippines, if you're darker, they'll mock you if they're lighter. But they're all Filipinos. But it's something that happens all over the world. But I'm thankful that when we can join a chorus, there's a chorus that has a unifying message. What is it? Glory to God. You know, the psalmist said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Hey, let's exalt his name together. And the Bible continues and said in Psalm 34, I sought the Lord and he heard me. 
And you know what God did? Let me tell you, this is what God will do. Because so many times those voices in our head, they'll make fears bigger. They will magnify your hatred. They'll magnify your fears. But the Bible said, I sought the Lord. He heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. You see, because the Bible says that peace on earth is the result of magnifying God. Why? Because my God is bigger than the boogeyman. That's from Veggie Tales, right? God is bigger than the boogeyman. He's bigger than Godzilla and the monsters on TV. And you say, well, that's just, uh, that's just you know, a kid's song. But you know it's true. When you magnify the Lord and join the chorus, the scripture chorus is what we all need to join. The word of God, that chorus in our hearts, speaking glory unto God, and we get peace. The Bible says that you may know that the Son of Man, Jesus said this to a bunch of people, hath power on earth to forgive sins. Amen. Jesus has power on earth to forgive sins. And he said, I say unto thee, arise, take up thy bed, and go thy way into thine house. That Jesus has power to say that. We need to join the chorus that, wait, Jesus is bigger than my sickness. Jesus is bigger than my sins. His blood has more power than all of the pressures of life. That is the chorus that Christians join. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. You know, when we join the chorus... With and magnify the Lord above everything else that's going on in our life, then we hear that chorus that, wait a second, God wants his will in heaven done down here. Do you think there's hatred in heaven? Nope. How about sickness in heaven? Nope. How about powerlessness in heaven? How about poverty in heaven? Now, I've been broke before. I remember I saved up some money and my wife got sick and... I got a bill from the hospital without insurance, right? And I paid it. I, I didn't know that you were supposed to negotiate. I didn't know. So being a Christian, I paid my just and honest debts. Well, that was like all my money. And I was just like, man, I just got some money. And it was hard. It was like $3,000. It wasn't a lot. This is like 20 years ago, right? It was like for an ear infection. She didn't even have like, she had a semi-private curtain room, right? She didn't even get her own room. And... Uh, but you know what? I've never been poor in Christ. Amen. Let me tell you that I've had money and I've, I've had less money. But the Bible said, here's the chorus you need to join. But my God shall supply all your need. In inflation, all your need. When the Democrats president, all your need. When the Republicans president, all your need. If I'm out of work, all your need. According to his riches in glory. By what? That one name that's above every name. Christ Jesus. Brethren, I want to join that chorus because God is faithful and it gives you peace. See, peace is a person. Peace is in a situation. Peace is a person. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. Whose wallet is fat and whose car is new. That's not what it says. That's the HIV version, right? You need to get away from the HIV version. But really, a lot of people, they think that, well, no, I'll have peace when. You know, that's the future. What about peace now? What about peace in the storm? You know, when Peter walked on the water, it was a storm. 
Peter walked up and down and there was wind and his beard was drenched, but he was walking on the water anyway because thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. And you know, if we have peace, then we can have goodwill towards others. And God wants us to love our neighbors. You know that I'm thankful that uh, God will give you a challenge and me a challenge to love my neighbor that's different than me. Amen. Because you know you're different than them. Right. <laughs> we don't think that, right? We say, well, they're not the same as me. Right, duh, but it works both ways. Right. If they're foreign to you, you're foreign to them. You see, Americans, we travel overseas and you're like, how come they don't speak our language? And then what do Americans do? They get real loud, right? If someone doesn't understand English, they, just, they get real loud. Like, that's going to make any difference. You're living, you're going in, you know, they're not just because you say you want a large Coke with ice. They're not going to hear you because they don't understand English because you're a foreigner. But we have to understand, wait a second, if they have to realize that I'm crossing a divide, we have to give people grace. They're crossing a divide too. Let's take the first step in love. You know, love is a language people understand. Amen. Love is a language. People understand. I've disagreed with my neighbors before, but you know what I do? Like, we, we disagreed with the neighbor for doing something. I live in an apartment, which are all together, and I took her a, a, a pizza after we disagreed with her. My wife, too. Me and my wife. I don't do personal counseling, okay, with ladies without my wife, okay? I'm not that kind of preacher. I'm not the HIV preacher, okay? <laughs> I'm not knocking HIV, okay? I know that's a serious disease, but... but uh. We want to do things right in the sight of men and women. And we want to show that lady, we disagree with you, but we love you. We love you. And you know what? Food, to me, pizza speaks love. It does. And lattes speak a lot of love. (laughs) But you know that we find out that there was a chorus that was heard. And brethren, I just want you to realize there's a chorus from heaven to glorify God. There is a chorus from heaven. And you know that some people think, so a preacher, I want you to hear the chorus, but God just doesn't want us to hear the chorus. But God wants us to join the chorus. When that prodigal son came back from spending all of his father's inheritance and blowing it, if you please, uh, and, and, and living with the pigs, and his brother said, you spent all your money on prostitutes, on harlots. And uh, when he came back, you know what his father said? How did you enjoy them pigs? No, he didn't say that. Wasted all my hard-earned money on prostitutes? He didn't say that. He said, hey, bring forth not just the servant's clothes, the best robe. Maybe it was even his personal rulership robe or the robe, the best thing that just came out of the dry cleaners, right? Give him the best robe. Put a ring on his finger and put sandals on his feet. There was no correction. There was acceptance. He knew he was wrong, but he came back to open arms. You know, when God comes and receives us, he receives us with those nail-scarred hands. He paid the price, but he receives us into his arms without correction, just with a big hug. I remember reading a story about a woman. She was clubbing all night. That doesn't mean she was hitting people with the stick, right? But she was out partying all night, and she was dressed in party clothes, and she, uh, she just parked her car and had a moment where she was thinking, right? And, and uh, as, the, as, the, as the sun came up, she realized she was in a church parking lot. True story. 
And then she saw cars pull in. So she's like, I guess it's Sunday, right? And the, and the, she's like, well, I, you know, she was dressed in her club clothes. And so she's like, well, I'm, I haven't been to church in a while or whatever. I'm just going to go to church. I need something. And, and, uh, she walked up there and she probably smelled like the club if you've ever been to the club and looked like the club and and the preacher was there at the door and the preacher opened up his arms and he said didn't know her he said welcome home you know that's exactly what jesus does when we join the chorus the bible said that if thou shalt confess you know what the word confess means from greek it's two greek words homo and logio homo means the same and logio comes from logos or word it means the same word when we join the chorus we begin if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the lord jesus the beginning of our chorus is when we begin to share the same thing as god god doesn't want you to confess all your sins god wants you to confess jesus christ and when you join the chorus it's because you make jesus the lord of your life and let me tell you when you do that you'll have enough persecution that you can shake a stick at because you will be singing a different chorus than the rest of the world. You know, one way that you can find out that you're in the right chorus is if the world begins to find fault with you because you're not singing the old chorus. I remember when I was in the military, God reminded me of this. and I, I was in MP school in the military, in MP, uh, in, uh, military police school in the Marine Corps, and our instructor, Staff Sergeant Contreras, was a little fireball of a, an instructor, very tough, very stern. And one thing he would tell us to do is say, let me hear some motivation. And we used to all have to go, hoorah, and then shout, hoorah, hoorah. And that's what he wanted. That was the chorus, right? Well, I was a smart aleck. I wasn't a Christian, but I was a smart aleck. And so one day, he said, let me hear some motivation. And all the chorus began, hurrah, hurrah. And then me. I went, meow, meow. And he said, he didn't use these words. I'll, I'll clean it up, okay? But he goes, where's the cat? He didn't say cat. It's not a bad word, but I, I'm on audio, okay? So he said, where's the cat? Someone was singing a different song, right? And, uh... He said, here's Staff Sergeant. He said, get out of my formation. So he kicked me out, and he put me next to a tree. And he said, well, now meow. So I had to stand next to the tree at a position of attention and meow to the tree. He said, make some noise, cat. But he didn't say cat, right? <laughs> you know, when you begin to proclaim Jesus Christ, there might be people that say, get out of my formation. Let me tell you, I'll get out of your formation, but because I can go to the tree where Jesus Christ died for me, God gives me new friends. God won't even give you friends. He'll give you family, someone that cares about you, not just a Facebook friend, but someone if you need something at three in the morning, God will give you someone say, hey, brother, sister, I need some help. They'll say, here I come. Why? Because God loves you like he loves me. I'm a new chorus. And I'm thankful I left the old chorus. You know, the Bible says that when that mental battle comes in, like Apostle Paul said, he said, I can do all things through Christ. You see, that's what we need to realize, that Christ is the, he's the lyrics of our chorus. A lot of people, they'll say, praise God or God's good. And those are good things. But Jesus Christ is the name. 
that is above every name. It said, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord, not Jehovah, not Adonai, not El Shaddai. Those are all good names. But the name of what? The Lord Jesus. That's a name. There's a name Jesus. If you're in a mental, mental battle, Jesus. There's a chorus. And you see, it's not just you speaking that word, but there is a name that delivers from sin. It's Jesus. The Holy Ghost can't deliver from sin. God didn't choose that Jehovah would deliver from sin. But that one son that died on the cross for us, he's a delivering God. I remember that my pastor and my wife comes to the the piano my pastor years ago was in Japan or Korea or somewhere at an airport and they met some Japanese Christians and I'm not trying to be you know so a preacher well Japanese people have a hard time saying the letter uh, L okay but they were saying hallelujah and which is not an English word it's Hebrew and so the Japanese Christians were also able they couldn't communicate because and, but they said it like this. They said, hallelujah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to mock, but they began to communicate because they both understood. They couldn't speak each other's language, but they both knew heaven's hallelujah. You know, heaven's hallelujah is Jesus. And even though they couldn't communicate otherwise, they could agree that there is one that can make, we can give praise to God together and we can unite in the chorus. The Bible says that the the men, when they left, they went to proclaim the chorus. They, they saw Jesus. And the Bible said they went out and they proclaimed the chorus after hearing what Jesus, how Jesus was born into this world. Not only was he born, but he died that our sins might be forgiven, but that we could stay forgiven. And that God will give me power to do the right things and live for him. I'm reminded of a, a time when, when Paul... You know, sometimes God can put you in a tough spot. But he puts you in a tough spot many times so that others can see that you're in the tough spot, but you're still joining the chorus. Joining the chorus of God's faithfulness and joining the chorus of God's goodness. And if you haven't been in a tough spot, let me tell you, it's going to happen. But you can really get victory and realize that God wants others to join the chorus. The ones that you think, well, that's their fault. And no, it's not their fault. It's sin's fault. But God wants to break the bondage of sin in people's lives. So Paul was in prison in Acts chapter 16. It wasn't his fault, but the Bible said that there was a man who was a jailer. And after Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, the prison began to shake and, and the doors were opened and the bonds were loosed. And then the jailer came. And the Bible said, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. Do you know, can you imagine the chorus that's in his, that was in his head? Man, my career's over, my life is over, my wife won't respect me, my kids won't love me, my retirement's gone, they're gonna probably put me in jail. And all of these things were in his mind. And brethren, that's a real thing. People commit suicide. It's a real thing. And the Bible said, Paul cried with a loud voice, do thyself no harm. We're all here. And he said he called for a light. And he began to look. All the prisoners were there. Even though the doors were open, they were all sitting in their cells. And the Bible said, 
he fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and says, Sirs, he said it like this. He said, I want to join your chorus. What must I do to be saved? If that God is that big and that God is that awesome, I want that God. I want that Jesus. And they said it so simple with heads bowed and eyes closed. They said, believe on the Lord, Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. And you're going to make others join the course. Thy house. You know these altars up there? I, I believe that they're altars. But if I stood on one, put my weight on the altar, that's like believing on the altar. It's going to hold me. It's going to hold my weight. You know that many believe in Jesus, but they said believe on him. Put your problems on his back. Put your needs on his back. And you know what? By his stripes we're healed. You need healing? There's a Jesus that heals. And you know what? When you're healed, let me tell you, God's healed me. I can join that chorus that God is still a healing God. God is still a saving God. God is still a blessing God. And you know what? It's time to not only hear the chorus, to join the chorus, and to proclaim the chorus. Let's join the chorus. Let's find a place to pray. Let's, these altars are open, but let's believe on Jesus. And say, God, I believe on you. I'm going to trust you for power. I'm going to trust you for forgiveness. I'm going to trust you for safety. Do you need safety? Preacher, we're in inflation. I've got this going on in my life. Brethren, we've all got things. I'm not saying your fears aren't founded, but I'm going to say your faith can be founded in Christ. And you can have joy, unspeakable, and full of glory, even on inflation, even when your political candidate didn't win, because Christ will make you seat in Him in heavenly places, and you can get a different perspective on life. Father, I've preached your word. Have your way. God, let us join the chorus. Let us win men and women to you. Let us have a renewed vision for the lost and a renewed joy in Christ and a renewed peace in his name and a renewed love for those that don't know Jesus Christ. A renewed love for sinners. A renewed love for those that have walked away from God to give them that love and that joy that comes from Jesus through us. And God, we will give you the glory and the praise. Glory be to God. Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way. When you believe on God, leave it with God. Don't pick it back up. When you set down that old thinking, leave it with God. Don't pick it back up. The, the devil's a liar and his chorus is a chorus of lies. Say, preacher, but I'm no good. Yes, but God is good. And God's goodness is better and greater than your sin and your lack of goodness. And he will overshadow everything that you are. And you can conform to his image. And you can be renewed in your mind. And you can be renewed in your spirit. And you can be made like Jesus. And you can be one of those that they call Christians. Because they confuse them with Jesus' actions. Because they join the chorus. Not just talking, but walking and thinking and proclaiming the chorus of Jesus Christ. Lord, let it begin in me. Let it begin in me.
begin in me. Let it begin in me. My one desire, God, is revival fire. Let it begin in me. Let it the chorus begin in me. Let the world hear it from me. I will take up the mantle. God, I will have God, I will join the chorus. God is faithful. Join the chorus. God is faithful. And God's recruiting everyone. God's recruiting everyone for his chorus. Hear it, join it, and proclaim the chorus. God, glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace. Goodwill to all. We're going to dismiss. Uh, Brother Steve, would you dismiss us in prayer? God bless you is our prayer. God loves you. Join the chorus. The devil's a liar. Even we can lie to ourselves. Put lying to yourself. God loves you. God takes care. God will bless. God will keep. Even through all that you're going through, God is still God. Let's join the right chorus. God bless you is our prayer. Amen. Father God, I thank you for the word on today, Lord. Father, onward in you. New grace onward with you, Lord. New chorus. Onward with you, Lord. New, new testimonies, Lord. Onward. With you, Lord. Father God in heaven, we accept this word, Lord. We accept, accept the, the responsibility, Lord, of a new course, Lord. And Father, we thank you for this word, Lord. Onward in you, Lord. Onward in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you is our prayer. You're